0: Having a place to hunt is one thing, but once you find that great spot with all the animals, you still need a weapon to go hunt. This is the Beginner's Weapon Set. This is the Beyond Hunter Ed Podcast, where the focus is on all the questions you wish were answered in the classroom and quite a few more. So whether you're an accomplished lifer or a complete newbie, and you're looking to discuss all topics hunting in an entertaining and unfiltered way, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Eric Jaitner. Alright, let's dive right in. So, when you want to talk about the beginner's weapon set, there is way too much to cover in one episode. So we're going to go real high level here. And then we're going to go through in a few more episodes later on the first shotgun, first rifle, first bow, and then we're going to go into even the others, which is going to include an air gun, crossbow, black powder rifles. So tune in later. But for right now, let's take the 9,000 foot view and let's look at what weapon do we want first and why. And what that really comes down to is it's going to be personal preference. Now, If you just want the absolute most versatility for hunting, you can't go wrong with a shotgun. So your first one, make it a shotgun because here's the options you're going to have. You're going to have small game. You're going to have upland game. You're going to have turkey. And if you decide to throw a slug in there, you've got big game as well, pig and deer. It's pretty versatile. The only thing that's possibly more versatile... Is going to be an archery setup but that's gonna take a lot more time to learn so the shotgun is pretty much pick it up shoot it like a gun you've always done before swap out your choke, swap out the shells you're using and you can go anything from small game to pigs wild boars if you want to so what are you looking for in the shotgun well the first thing it's got to be reliable, and it's got to be, I like easy to clean, safe, and effective. Okay, the effective is probably pretty much going to be solved by what choke you throw in and what shells you put in. The reliable, this is where it gets complicated, especially for beginners and people who aren't willing to drop a ton of money on a brand new shotgun. I like to go with a pump-action shotgun, and the reason is simple. It's reliable. Every time I pump the action, it ejects the shell, and it loads another one in. I don't have to worry about it getting caught or hung up or any jams, any misfeeds, anything that could happen with a semi-auto. And when you get practiced with it, you can shoot pretty much as quickly as you could with a semi-auto. And in fact, for beginners, I think you shoot better using a pump than you do with a semi-auto. The reason is pretty simple. With a semi-auto, especially beginners, they tend to think that as soon as I see the target again, I'm on target, and you shoot. I think the pump helps you slow down because you have to cycle the action, then come back up, and then mount the gun and reacquire your target. I think that that entire process there really does make you a more accurate shot especially if you're just starting out so that's why i would always go for the pump okay so after a shotgun we said archery equipment is probably the most versatile other than the shotgun but it takes more to learn and there's going to be a lot of people who really aren't doing this for archery they're doing it because they Want to just hunt. And so they're probably going to be drawn to the rifle hunting world, especially if you're going into big game. I want to hunt elk. I want to hunt deer. I'm not really looking at archery yet because that seems more difficult. So you're probably going to jump towards a rifle. So let's dive into the 9,000 foot view of rifles. Just like shotguns, a whole bunch of different actions. You've got your bolt, you've got your lever. You do have pump-action rifles, semi, and then brakes. Those are your big five. Out of those five for a big-game hunter, I think you're really down to two. And that's going to be the brake and the bolt. The reason why is they're going to be more consistent, more accurate, and they're safer overall. And what are you looking for out of a rifle? Well... Biggest thing you need out of a rifle is going to be safety and accuracy. If you can make sure that that thing can print sub-minute of angle groups, you're doing well. That's what you want. You You want a gun that is mechanically working well. The only error in shooting is the human error. We can work with that by hitting the range. But if the mechanics isn't there and it's just not an inherently accurate rifle and cartridge combination, you're going to have a hard time, especially when you start stepping out to longer distances when you're out big game hunting out west. So because of those two things, I really say it boils down to bolt action, break action. Those two are going to have super tight tolerances. The manufacturing process is going to make it so that those two actions can give you the most bang for your buck as far as accuracy and cost. Okay, so with rifle, again, you have another decision you have to make. What caliber are you going to use? Remember, anytime you're big game hunting, anytime you're hunting at all, you got to bring enough gun. So it's really going to come down to what are you going to be hunting? If you're primarily a Midwest deer hunter or a South United, or Southern United States deer hunter where you're not shooting big animals and you really don't see yourself going to the mountains to hunt, okay. You could probably get away with something like a 223. I wouldn't suggest it. I say step up to a 30 odd six, make sure. But you could get away with something like that. You're not shooting an animal that's much bigger than 200 pounds. You're not taking shots over 100 yards. Okay, a 223 will pack enough gun at those distances to do the damage. Now, if you think you're going to start traveling out west or you're going to be one of these guys is going to go up into the North woods and shoot the big body animals. I think a 30 odd six is about as small as you want to go. You want to have something that has plenty of power to knock down the animal. And if you're going to be doing primarily elk hunting out in the mountains, so you're talking 800 plus pound animals, I think now you're starting to talk to 300 wind mag, 300 Remington mag, something in that category. Yeah, it's going to kick harder, but at least it gives you enough kinetic energy at a quarter mile or 500 yards to ethically take a big bodied animal like that. So what's the answer? It really comes down to what are you going to be hunting? Just know what your limitations are going to be with whatever caliber you choose and understand that a 300 win mag your shoulder might be the limitation if you're shooting 120 pound deer down in florida all right so the next one on the list that's going to be the archery equipment all right what do you need from an archery setup well you got two directions you can go right off the bat you can get a compound bow, which is going to be a lot easier to learn, but it's going to cost you a little bit more and you don't really get the feel that you do with say a traditional bow. So a traditional bow, it's cost effective. It's cost effective in the fact that the bow itself is usually not as much as the compound bow. Additionally, you don't have as many peripherals where a compound bow is going to have a sight and a stabilizer and your release and the list goes on and on of what you can put onto your bow. The traditional bow is really, there's a reason they call it a bare bow. A lot of times you shoot it off the shelf. You don't have sights. You're using a leather glove instead of a release. There's really not a lot to it. There's not a lot of moving pieces. So there's not as much to buy. Now, that comes at a cost, though. If you go to a good archery shop and they set you up with a compound bow with a release aid and a three-pin sight and a peep sight in the back and put a little stabilizer on the front, odds are within an hour, you're grouping at 20 yards, two or three-inch groups because you can use that equipment to get that accurate that quickly. If you try to do the same thing with the traditional bow with no sights, it's going to take you a lot longer to just get the feel of repeating your anchor point over and over and over again to make sure that you're what you're looking at on the target is actually where you're trying to throw the arrow. Because if you don't have the same anchor point, it doesn't matter whether the sight picture looks the same every time you're still not hitting the same point. So learning the traditional side of things, it's definitely going to take you more time, but I will say once you do learn the traditional side of things, there's a much different feel to shooting an arrow. It feels a lot more like an art form than it does with a compound bow. With a compound bow, you've got all your equipment on there, and it just feels real mechanical because... Well, let's face it. It is. It is very mechanical. But with your recurve bow or your longbow, it really does feel more instinctual. You pull back. Yeah, you're using the tip of your arrow for aiming. You might be string walking. Whatever you're doing to get yourself so you're able to be accurate at a certain range. Yeah, you're doing some mechanical things. But it still really does feel like when you release the arrow, it's based on it feels right instead of it looks right. I don't know how to exactly explain it, but it just feels a lot different to shoot a recurve bow than it does a compound bow. And a lot of people really like that feeling. Okay, so what are your other options? I said there's more. Well, the others are going to include your air rifle, your crossbow, and your black powder gun. Now, why would we even go into these? One, cost. An air rifle is probably going to be the cheapest on this list. So, if you're really interested in small game hunting, a 22 air rifle that can shoot a thousand feet per second, little under 150 bucks. And that will get the job done. Okay? If you're in a state like California here, you can actually take that air rifle, and that is a legitimate weapon for turkey hunting. Just make sure you take headshots. Okay? So, an air rifle is a perfectly acceptable gun if you want to do small game, or in some states, even if you want to do something as big as a turkey. Crossbows. Okay? Crossbows in many states across the country are considered archery equipment so if you're interested in archery but you don't want that learning curve that has to come with actual compound bow or especially with a traditional bow you could look at a crossbow i know in the state of wisconsin that's considered archery equipment so if you want to get into archery hunting in wisconsin but you really don't want to mess with a vertical bow to start with Crossbow is a good option. It extends your season. You still got to get close, but the other big advantage you have is you don't have to draw back on the deer when it's standing right there. So you're already cocked. It really becomes a lot more similar to gun hunting at that point. And your last one is going to be black powder. So black powder is a lot of fun to shoot. takes a lot of time to clean and it does extend your season. If you wanna say hunt elk in Colorado during the rut with a firearm, really your only option is going to be black powder. Because the rut in Colorado is running in September and that time of year is reserved for the archery hunters. But at the end of September, they open up muzzleloader season. So, if you really are convinced that you don't want to do this archery thing, that's just not for you, but you do want to hunt elk while they're bugling in Colorado, your option is black powder. And honestly, you can make your black powder rifle anymore, especially with some of the modern stuff. It can shoot as accurately out to 200 yards as most rifles. It's really not that complicated. You just have to clean it a lot more and we'll go into that in a future episode how to sight in your black powder rifle So that about sums it up that covers Pretty much all the weapons you might want to get as a beginner. We went over your first shotgun and the fact that It's got a lot of versatility We talked about rifles and what you're looking for is accuracy and reliability and safety in the field Talked about bows, where it's going to extend your season. And then all the others that are the peripherals might be state-specific that allow you to do different things that other weapon systems wouldn't. Like get you into the elk herd during the rut with a firearm. So with all that said, all you got to do is figure out what you want to hunt, what weapon you can do it, and go out there and figure out what the next weapon you need to get To complete your style of hunting is and i will see you on the next episode thanks for listening to this episode of beyond hunter ed podcast and as always if you have questions please email us at questions at beyondhuntered.com or you can find us on the web at www.beyondhuntered.com